You're listening to Catholic Chicago. Ahead, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Thanks for letting us be part of your morning. Now again, Catholic Chicago. Welcome back to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ, 750 AM, 312-255-8408. Also get us on YouTube.com slash Catholic Chicago. Father Greg Zakowitz and Mark Teresi. Mark, that was a wonderful interview really with was. Brother Mark Elder. What a gifted artist. And uh, he comes about uh, sharing Christ through his many gifts and ministries. And in the best sense of the word, he's a character. He's a character. Yeah. He really is. But we also have another character <laughs> for the second half of our program with a beautiful <laughs> Eden. For centuries, the Catholic Church has set aside the entire month of Mary to honor Mary, the month of May, Mother of God. Not just a day in May, mind you, but the entire month is Mary's month. Joining us for the second half of today's program via Zoom is the esteemed Mariologist and Catholic Theological Union faculty member, Father Richard Fragamini well-known, great friend. God bless you always. Welcome to the program, Father Richard Fragamini. How are you, Richard? Thank you very Good much. Do we need to do a sound check? Is this uh, You're working doing clearly? Beautiful. Hear you, Perfect. Hear, hear you loud and clear. You can tell he's experienced at this. Oh, yeah. And it, uh, <laughs> I am. I, know. I, I also teach adjunct at DePaul. I teach three courses a year. At DePaul, I teach in the Religious Studies Department there. So Do I'm you familiar really? with Mark's work, and it's wonderful to see him in person again and certainly honor him on Brother's Day, yes. as well as today, the beginning of May, the Feast of St. Joseph the Worker. Exactly. Mm-hmm. May 1. Uh, that we honor as well. So in the month that we dedicate to Mary, we begin by honoring her, her husband, her spouse, uh, on this uh, m- this feast day of Joseph the Worker. And I just saw Father Richard Fragamini last Friday as uh, Sister Helen Prejean. Prejean. How do you pronounce Helen's last name? Prejean. Prejean. It's, a, it's a, good French, a good French name. You're the author of Dead Man Walking, and she was a marvelous speaker for the Catholic Lawyers Guild and yeah. hadn't seen Father Richard in a long time and saw him Friday in person and now via the radio program. Yeah. Now, with your background, Richard, you're actually ordained for the Diocese of Albany, New York? Yeah. I am a presbyter priest of the Diocese of Albany, New York, and 30 years ago I was invited by Catholic Theological Union to be part of their faculty. And so my bishop uh, at the time suggested that I try it out for a few years, see if I like teaching there in Chicago and if they like me. And 30 years later, I'm still here because obviously it was a nice connection. So I teach uh, sacramental theology and I teach uh, preaching and uh, uh, presiding at the uh, Catholic Theological Union. It's uh, quite an event. And also you run the shrine at yes. Notre Dame. Uh, no, Pompeii. Pompeii, Lady Pompeii. I also I also am the rector of the Shrine of Our Lady of Pompeii. Uh, Father Jack Wall uh, was the first rector, and he needed an Italian because, after all, you know, he was Irish from uh, from uh, Old Saint Pat's 
church, and uh, he was helping out the Italian community as it was getting on its feet. And uh, with this shrine, and now again, this shrine will be 30 years next year, and I've been the director, the rector of this shrine for uh, the past 18 years, actually, I've been okay. directing this. And very, and, uh, I was just going to say very creative. Very, and I don't want to sidetrack sidetrack our discussion on Mary, but we're, Richard, you produced that wonderful 40 Days of Easter. Um, yeah. Could you talk a little about that? And I'm saying it only because... He dedicated it in part to our son Marty, who would we would come down on Holy Saturday, and do music, and eventually Marty uh, cantered. Marty and Shannon just had their fifth daughter, by the way, Eliza Josephine. So, so little Marty, little Marty, little could, Marty. But the could, um, it, it the it's called uh, it's a it's a book on the exultet I did for World Library. Uh, it was. Uh, meditations 50 meditations on the exalted for the 50 days of easter mm -hmm. which is pretty germane also for the month of may because um the month of may which uh is is dedicated to mary maybe for the past two three hundred years the catholic church has seen it as a devotional time um certainly is the month of flowers that's part of the reason uh, why it's it's dedicated to Mary because all of the you know the April showers bring May flowers yeah. well the May flowers are to bring Mary flowers and so one of the songs for the uh, the the, the, uh, the one of the songs and there you see an image of uh, of Mary at the shrine with the crown that we're going to be uh, that that they place on her head this was uh, this was a few years ago this picture was taken. Uh, and there uh, am I uh, wearing the white vestment with the blue on it on Mary's uh, festival day. But the, um, the, the, uh, yeah, you're showing all these great photos. <laughs> They're beautiful. Uh, yeah. And this is the children coming to crown her statue because we have an image of Mary uh, on the, uh, in the icon of Our Lady of Pompeii in the main altar. But um, but you can't get up to that to crown it. In fact, it already is crowned. But just to go back to uh, uh, your point, um, the uh, the crowning of Mary is a very uh, old image. But the month of May uh, used to actually have the various feasts of Mary because it's I, I believe it's because we're in the middle of the Easter season. Mm -hmm. And uh, the month of May starts with the Feast of St. Joseph the Worker, or the, the optional memorial, if you want to be accurate about this. And then it, uh, it ends now, on the 31st of May, with the visitation of Mary to Elizabeth. But the old calendar, which is still in use in some of the, uh, tr the more traditional parishes that use the old rite, um, they still celebrate on the feast of the 31st of May, the coronation of Mary. So the, the month of May ended with the coronation of Mary. And uh, the, uh, the coronation of Mary now is in August, which is another Marian month. Mm -hmm. 
because the month of August, we celebrate the Assumption mm -hmm. uh, of Mary in the Roman Rite, sometimes known as the Dormition in the Orthodox mm -hmm. or the Eastern Rites. And then the coronation of Mary has been moved to the octave of the Assumption on the 22nd of, of August. Now, so I, the month of May is in the middle of the Easter season. I wrote the book on the 50 days of Easter. So in the 50 days of Easter, we honor Mary, who is the center of the church. Beautiful. Uh, because even now, Pope Francis has dedicated a feast to Mary, which will be, uh, let me get the calendar, which will be celebrated on Memorial Day this year, the oh. 29th okay. of August, which, which is the feast of Mary, mother of the church. That's a new feast day, which will be in uh, always the day after Pentecost, but it falls in the month of May. So uh, I think also uh, you get the song, bring flowers of the rarest, right, bring right, flowers right. of the fairest to crown Mary, because Mary is the, is a, is the month of May is a, is a flower month. And, uh, and in France, for instance, the, the Mouget, the, uh, the, uh, the lilies of the valley, are, are seen as Mary's flowers. And oftentimes the statues of Mary are, are, are made with a crown of the lilies of the valley, which are also very fragrant. But the story with the lilies of the valley is that they're little tears. Mm -hmm. They look like little tears if you see a lily of the valley. Mm -hmm. And these uh, become the t were the tears of Mary shed at Calvary. Uh, now she wears as the glorious crown of uh of uh of, of fragrant beauty now richard a question i would have richard and that is okay what you're sharing is so beautiful but someone would say okay how can mary relate to my life how does mary speak yeah. to me yeah and this is this is a, a very important question because uh, we had uh in the 20th century 1950 the the doctrine of the assumption of mary was declared a doctrine of the church uh, by Pius XII. And it was considered uh, at the time to be a very significant document. Oh, now, they're showing my whole image here. You see St. Joseph the Worker. Exactly. That I, over your uh, right shoulder. Uh, right over my right shoulder here. But the, um, the, the doctrine of the Assumption of Mary uh, was considered by, uh, by some who do religious uh, religious uh, studies to be a very significant um, doctrine uh, because it exalts Mary into the heavenly realms. So now we have, in a sense, even as it says in the preface for the Feast of the Assumption of Mary, it has this sense of she's taken into the heavenly realms. Now, body and soul we now have the, 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 the second fruits of the resurrection, the first fruits being Christ, and then Mary, and then the whole, the whole community of humanity at the last day. But the question you have, Father Greg, is important because you're saying um, she's exalted into the transcendent realms of the kingdom of heaven. What role does she have to play with me mm -hmm. in my valley of tears where I'm not shedding tears of of the of the lilies of the valley but I'm shedding real tears because of 
of displacement or war or violence. And, and so what we do see more and more in a revised Mariology and in certainly in prayers to Mary, the accent on Mary first as a disciple of Christ, who then journeys with us in the struggles of being a disciple of Christ. Mm-hmm. Then, then Mary is seen as an immigrant, you know, being, di- di- being displaced, as many immigrants are when she was displaced with Joseph and the infant Christ into Egypt. So we see uh, the devotions to Mary not as something transcendent, as in the glory of the Assumption, but in the everyday experience of being a um, an unwed mother, exactly, uh, and the and, and and the experience of what that means for for many, and 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 being someone who, uh, as a displaced person in Egypt, struggles with poverty and looking for the you know, the affection and care of others. So you do see in a revised sense of Mariology, a strong uh, sense. And, and and besides that, even the apparitions of Mary that are part of the devotional life of Catholicism, Guadalupe, for instance, the image is she's portrayed, Mary is portrayed as a pregnant uh, native person um, uh, who, who visits the, the, the native community there in Guadalupe and Tepeyac with a um, with a message of hope in so much struggle. So this is one of the ways I think we get into mm-hmm. uh, uh, to seeing Mary as our sister. We're going to go to a break here, Richard. Our mother. We're, we're going to take a look. Mother and not only the queen of the universe assumed into heaven, but also Mary as our sister. We're going to take a little break. WNDZ 7:50 a.m. Catholic Chicago, 312-258-408. You can go to youtube.com/slash Catholic Chicago. On a little aside, when we adopted our daughters in Mexico, uh, Guadalupe was someone that journeyed with people. The women there would say, "I'm walking with my lady." My lady told me this. It was a wonderful experience to make it real. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll be back in a few minutes. Please stay tuned. are hiring. Catholic Charities of the Archdiocese of Chicago is looking for mission-driven individuals who want to help make a positive difference in the lives of people in need throughout Cook and Lake Counties. Be part of a diverse, talented team of professionals in the largest human services organization in the Midwest. We are dedicated to helping people chart a more stable, happier future for themselves, and we accompany anyone in need, regardless of faith, gender, race, or ethnicity. Competitive salaries and generous benefits add to the satisfaction you'll have every day knowing that you're helping us amplify our impact in Chicago. To see our list of employment opportunities, visit catholiccharities.net. I am a seminarian. The church needs compassionate and well-trained priests to help guide each of us through life. What inspires me, what draws me always to the priesthood is continue to see priests be a beacon of hope for other people. You can play a part in the education of these young men as they prepare for a life of service to others. 
I want to be that beacon of hope too. And it's, it sets my heart on fire. To support our seminarians, make your gift at archchicago.org slash seminarian fund or call 312-534-7959. Ancestry and genealogy are more important every day. People all over the world are wanting to learn more about their family heritage for personal and for health reasons. At Catholic Charities, we are hearing from adults who lived for a brief time at St. Vincent's Orphanage, the wonderful life-affirming agency that operated out of our headquarters for 91 years, serving thousands of women, children, and families until it closed in 1972. Our post-adoption services help adults who want to learn more about their experience at St. Vincent's. Our compassionate staff members provide whatever family background information they can offer, along with support and reunion services. To learn more, call 312-655-7093. That's 312-655-7093. The spirit of St. Vincent's lives on in the inspiring stories that continue to emerge today. We're back, WNDZ 750 AM, Catholic Chicago, 312-255-8408. Or you can go to youtube.com slash Catholic Chicago. We're speaking with Father Richard Fragamini, talking about the month of May as Mary's month, the different images of Mary that we relate to. And Father Greg has a question. You know, first of all, Father Fragamini is an outstanding priest, I'm loved learning. by so many. I'm learning. And you are a great educator, Richard, and teacher and it just flows off your lips. But question I have, and that is, in all your years teaching, and so much of your life has been on sacramental theology, on Mariology, right. and then what is the greatest myth about Mary that you sometimes have to clear up with people about oh. Mary? Yeah, one of our other great, uh, and again, I'm not a Chicago priest, but I feel... Uh, uh, oh, akin you're, 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 you're like priest. one of ours. Yeah, you are. I, I, I feel that after one all these us. years. But one of the great Chicago priests of happy memory is Father Andrew Greeley. Oh, yeah. And sure. uh, actually, he, one of his uh, most interesting books was called The Mary Myth. Uh, if you recall, that was the t actual title mm -hmm. of the book. And um, but the uh, the the uh, I like to see it more in terms of symbolic, uh, uh, I, to use a phrase of a colleague of mine, of symbolic density, that, that Mary uh, plays a role of great richness in our, uh, in our, our church, in our world. Um, she, the fact is, is that we have uh, a historical, person, Mary of Nazareth, and uh, that in the uh, experience of her life, we have a exemplar of faith and commitment to the covenant, and uh, we have the, uh, are given as an exemplar 
we're given what it looks like to be a disciple of Christ. Hmm. And uh, one of the central, um, if you would, central elements of that is this commitment to God regardless of what. Mm -hmm. And so you see in the in the Gospel of Luke, the response that Mary gives to the uh, invitation of the angel, where she says, let it be done to me according to your word. Later, you'll see uh, Jesus teaching the disciples the same prayer, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. I oftentimes wonder, and I reconstruct in my own brain, that Mary was the one who taught him how to say that yeah. and yeah. gradually teaches the disciples because because she's the one who says it first. And uh, Joseph in, in, in Joseph may have been involved in that too. I and you know and, and and certainly when you get the gospel of Matthew and Joseph is the one who actually says that and therefore no very good uh very <laughs> good mark because uh therefore we celebrate Saint Joseph in the month of May. Right. I mean, I, I do think you get this uh, experience of uh, of partnering. And in the in the Mass now, thanks to uh, Benedict XVI, uh, you get the words, we remember Joseph, her beloved spouse, mm -hmm. uh, at, in the Eucharistic prayers, uh, which was an addition that we were, were given. Good. So the, the, when you say the myth of Mary, um, I mean, sure, there's a lot of stories, devotional stories of Mary. So, for instance, my mother um, learned something uh, that Mary would answer your prayers uh, for good weather. <laughs> so, uh, so I remember once she really wanted good weather and it was raining, but she wanted good weather. We were going to go on a family outing or something. And I remember she took a statue of Mary and she uh, uh, hung it out on the clothesline or something or put it <laughs> on the, uh, the table in the back, kind of like to say, all right, Mary, you're going to be you're going to be out in the rain <laughs> right. and, and until it stops raining. And you get that kind of you get that kind of uh, intercessory side of this. No, but then you get the, the Hail Mary. The prayer itself, the Hail Mary, where you have the where we where we quote the Gospel of Luke, mm -hmm. and then we add the, the the other piece which comes later on in our history, probably in the Middle Ages. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us Sin uh, sinners, sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. And then you do see that even in the Rosary of John Paul II, where he writes his beautiful and uh, uh, apostolic letter on the rosary, uh, that that the style of Pompeii, and this is why I'm so honored to be part of the Shrine of Our Lady of Pompeii here in Chicago, which is a sister shrine uh, to the shrine in Italy, Pompeii, Italy. You can change those. Holy Mary, uh, 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 in, your, in your Annunciation, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death, amen. You do see that there's that there, there that there there is a troping on that second part of the Hail Mary, again to show the devotional connection to her as she accompanies us. I really like that, Mark, about yeah. uh, in in Mexico. Thanks. 
it, it was powerful to us to hear that story and that relationship. Now, Richard, a little bit about the shrine so people understand where it is, how they can visit. Yeah. Um, the Shrine of Our Lady of Pompeii was a former parish which 30 years ago was uh, was an Italian national parish. Uh, it was closed. Uh, Cardinal Bernadine and uh, Bishop now Bishop Paprocki were the ones who came up with an idea that perhaps uh, we can allow this national parish to become a shrine dedicated to Our Lady of the Rosary. And so uh, there they're showing our website, mm -hmm. our opening, our front page of our website uh, there. But what you what you see is is that we um, are, are a place that is a gift from the Italian community mm -hmm. to the Archdiocese of Chicago. And that is really a very important part of our mission statement. They were a gift uh, from the community uh, of the Italians to uh, the community of the Archdiocese of Chicago as a place to pray for Mary. And, and we are we are, we're just we have just in a capital campaign where this is going to be re, 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 renewed. Uh, we are looking to the new pipe organ will be put in oh, uh, from the sisters in Kalamazoo, Michigan, and it'll be a lovely uh, center for music and the arts uh, for the city uh, as we continue our journey as a shrine. And tell and people where it's located. Yeah, where's it located, Richard? Oh, it's, it's located in the old Italian neighborhood mm -hmm. uh, near Taylor Street and Racine. Mm -hmm. We're right near the University of Illinois in Chicago. Uh, uh, and uh, on, on Lexington and, and Racine uh, here in the old neighborhood of the Italian community. Now, what, is it, what would be the weekend mass schedule? We, we, uh, we have two celebrations with the Eucharist uh, at, on Sundays, uh, 8.30 and, and 11. 11 is our, our, what we call our pilgrimage mass. People come on pilgrimage to celebrate a wedding anniversary for instance, uh, or a baptismal anniversary, uh, or for other Italian saints uh, that we do. Uh, and we, um, so we celebrate the Eucharist twice on the weekend. And then, of course, we'll have a celebration during the week for the feast days of Mary. And then we do cultural events. We have all kinds of cultural, uh, musical events, food events, especially yes, yes. food events. Because when you're talking about Italian, Italian you're talking food. Love you're talking Mary, it's Boy, unequal to their love for food. We <laughs> need to bring it to a close. I want to thank in a very special way Father Richard Fragamini, who is uh, a Mariologist and sacramental theologian, teaches at Catholic Theological Union and DePaul University, and the rector of our Shrine of Our Lady of Pompeii. Uh, Father Richard Fragamini, you are always welcome to the program. You are an outstanding guest, great priest, so thank you for being with us today. It's always great to see you, Richard, yes, it really either is. on Zoom Thank or in person. Thank you. Thank you, Father Greg. Thank you, Mark. And oh. I do have an idea which I'll get to to talk to you about uh, at a future time. That'd be Give great. me a call. I want great. to thank also to Mark Teresi, co-host, great work of our producer engineers, Clint Cottrell and Michael May. To our listeners, God bless and have a great week and stay warm today.
Join us every Monday through Friday at this time for Catholic Chicago. You can stream our programs live or listen to past programs by visiting our website, archchicago.org, and clicking on Radio TV. And please connect with Catholic Chicago on social media.